702. World of Work. So I want us to have a conversation this morning on our World of Work feature about starting work. Hmm? How to cope with being a new employee. I mean, how many of us are anxious of starting new things, like a new job? Because I am. I don't know what to wear on my first day at work. How to behave. You don't want to be too early, but also you don't want to be too late. Huh? You don't want to sound like you know it all, even when you do actually know it all. <laughs> right? You're wondering, are my co-workers going to like me? Are we going to get along? You wonder about the experience and the company culture. Hmm? Don't you ever get anxious, even at your age, when you start a new job? Because starting a new job is almost a bit nerve-wracking for many people. So I want us to discuss how to navigate that. And I want you to please share your experience of studying a new job or studying as a new employee. Maybe you recently joined a new organization. How was that? Maybe you're preparing to join a new company. So what are you anxious about when you are preparing to join a, a new company? How have you navigated uh, joining a new organization? You can call on 11 or send your WhatsApps on 072 702-1702. Bonnie Dunster is a world, is our guest uh, this morning, um, an HR specialist uh, who's going to guide us through this conversation. Bonnie, thank you for making time for us. Good morning. Good morning, Clement, and thank you for inviting me. So we stress about a lot of things as new employees. You thinking, what am I wearing? Because you don't want to be rocking up with like your power suit, but you also don't want to look like, you know, you didn't really get ready and uh, to, to come in and be present at work. Uh, but some of the things obviously are frivolous. What, what is the best thing to consider when you're starting in a new company? What should you, stress, should you be stressing about and what should you not be stressing about? Okay, sure. I think what's important is that you shouldn't really be stressing about the people because you will actually have uh, you know, enough time to understand the people and people will reveal themselves over, over time. But there are minor details that you need to get before you start either from the HR practitioner or the hiring manager around the starting time, uh, the dress code, if you need to bring in anything and what is, what is expected for you on your, on your first day and who is going to be receiving you upon arrival because that's most important. The last thing you want is to get at reception and say it's my first day but you don't know who you're looking for and maybe you actually arrived too early or too late. So I think those details are important because once you arrive and you get collected by the line manager or the HR practitioner, then they will help you to navigate the rest of your day. But dress code, time and the contact person and relevant documentation to bring on the first day are always the way to go. And normally on the first day, on the first couple of days in the beginning, mm. uh, new employees have to deal with so much information. Uh, there's just sure. so much that is being shared with you. Um, and sometimes you dealing with information overload that comes with being new. How, how do you navigate that? And do companies normally do that on day one? Or they, can they spread it out as they introduce you to, you know, I don't know, the systems at work yeah. and then the company culture, this is how we do things? Or is that a process that should take place before you actually officially start? All right. So it actually depends on the company's onboarding process and if the company does have an onboarding process, the onboarding process will align uh, things. I think responsibility 
and manager, you know, to ensure that uh, he or she spreads information to the employee over a period of time and where possible compartmentalize the information. So don't also overshare because the employee can really be overwhelmed, but share what is relevant at a particular point in time and allow the opportunity for the employee to get to absorb, you know, the information. But oftentimes with companies that are actually good in their onboarding, what you would find is that prior to your commencement of your employment, probably a week or two before, you will have various people making contact with you from your line manager, from the HR business partner, and so forth in terms of what you need to be aware of and what you need to read through before you you come in. So I think it's important for uh, companies to really prepare that information and how they disseminate it throughout, uh, you know, the person's uh, tenure or first three months in in the organization. However, with the employee themselves, I think it is important for them as they receive, you know, various informations from various parties once they have joined to identify, you know, themes in different messages. Because sometimes you find that you get the same thing from different people, you know, but try to see if you can pick up themes and try, you know, to group those themes for you for information to make sense to you. And secondly, ask questions for understanding. Oftentimes as a new employee, we are afraid to ask questions and you just take it as it is and you can't even make sense of it. So where possible, ask questions to say, is this my understanding correct, you know, so that you know, if I don't understand or need more information, do I go to you or is there someone else that I need to go to, you know, and it is also important, you know, uh, for now or later, you know, also know if they're sharing this information to me now, do I, am I expected to utilize it now? Or am I expected to utilize it later? So also be an active, you know, uh, participant in the sharing of the information as you get onboarded into the organization. Okay. Sometimes when when people start at work, they don't know how to manage their personality. So maybe mm-hmm. they, you know, they maybe they are really smart and they like showing that they are smart, but that may be seen as as as, as arrogant and and too overconfident. So how do you manage, how should you be managing your first week at work, right? Should you, just even when you know stuff, relax, don't be forward or actually be yourself. If you are confident or overconfident and you run the risk of being seen as arrogant and as a know-it-all kind of a guy, just go for it or just temper and moderate how how, how you present yourself. I think it's important just keep it simple, you know, uh, as a person, allow yourself time to read, you know, the lay of the land, to understand the environment, to understand, you know, different uh, personalities, you know, be authentic, you know, and also it doesn't mean that you also need to hold back. So where you see there's an opportunity to ask questions, where you see there's an opportunity to make, you know, a, a, a contribution, I think it's important for you to go ahead and um, and do that because you're also judged by your court. Sometimes even you're manager how you actually show up in a in a new in a different you know environment so there's really no need to hold back on who you truly are be authentic but in your authenticity also allow you know time to understand the dynamics because you are not going to understand everybody in the first day or in the first month so you also need to assess different team members also understand you know the working style of your of your managers and how things you know um, are generally done so i think you need to it, it's a it's a it's, it's a fine balancing act you know that one has to has to find themselves in but just be 
careful of just you know just being too forward and just going ahead you know of everybody and just taking over things without understanding context because in all honesty even in your participation that will be appreciated there's always context to everything and as a new employee most of the time we really lack context of what is happening in our environment which really also impacts on how we show up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i've got some calls coming on 011 883 0702 WhatsApp lines on 0727021702. Have you recently started um, in a new company, in a new organization? How are you navigating that? Or maybe you're anxious about uh, studying a job at a new company at your age. Or do you find that the older you grow, right, you are not as anxious as you used to be before? Like when you're in your 40s, over 40, or maybe over 35 you are not as anxious as you used to be when you're in your late 20s and you have to start at a new company. Um, good day, Clement. So I don't, I've been working in my company for six years and I know I'm currently looking for something and I'm not going to lie, I am nervous. But However, I do feel like if you just remain very humble, um, some, not play dumb, but like just be quiet, be willing to learn, watch the movement, the behavior, be humble, don't be a people pleaser. Don't be, don't be too. Yeah, don't don't do everything that they're doing just because you're trying to fit in. Just be quiet, be humble, learn their movements, their behavior. Ask what you need to ask, and don't try to be, don't try to know better. I feel that's what I think <laughs> should get you through the next three months. What if I do know better, Boniwe? Huh? So just regulate and just sit back. It's not necessarily about sitting back, but it's also about how you actually then show up in that knowing better, right? Mm. Because some people can be so arrogant in, in their knowing better that they could crush their colleague, right? Or they could also speak over their colleague, which will be frowned, you know, upon. And then you can even ask, can I share my understanding or can I share my thoughts on what I know or what my experience is on a particular, you know, matter, right? Ask to be invited into sharing your, into sharing your views. And if you are not sure, then it is also better to actually also engage with your line manager to say, in this particular meeting, this is, uh, what my views were or this is what I wanted to share. Oh, how do things work uh, around here? Remember, you join a company with the intention of staying long and of, or, re- or really creating a career for yourself. And you, when you navigate that, you also need to understand what is required and how the culture of that organization works. You might want to impact it positively, which is, which is good, but you must actually get to understand how things are. It's similar to what the previous um, voice note lady said. You know, you need to also learn the environment, understand, you know, the people, see where you also fit in. And you sharing, it doesn't mean, you know, you're being arrogant, but it's the manner in which you are sharing. It's the manner in which you're showing up as knowing better. There's nothing wrong in knowing better. That's why maybe they hired you, right? But it's the how you do it. It's not about what you're sharing, but it's about the how. So you need to balance the what and the how of you sharing and showing up as competent for the job and proving yourself okay more what's up voice notes hi clement my name is zandile uh, i mean i've just recently joined a new um international company so i'm working as a lawyer i mean uh, i've just joined the company it's almost like six months now i mean in terms of like verging out to a new company at first it was quite challenging because you know it's a different environment uh, in my in my instance 
I was doing like a, a different type of work that I had never done before. So for me, everything was new and I had to move on to a different uh, city. So, I mean, coming from Joburg and relocating to Cape Town, it was quite a, yeah, it was quite something. But uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the experience. I'm quite happy at my current company. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I mean, it was one of the best decisions that I've ever taken in my life. Yo, Clement Manyatela. Hey, hey, my guy. <laughs> Studying, like, uh, with me, it's just been weeks, right? Uh, with the new company now with me when I got there um, I'm the only black person uh, they had their meetings in Afrikaans um, everything was done in Afrikaans um, the whatsapp groups uh, speaking in Afrikaans now everything had to change because of me now um, everything has to be done in English and now I feel the pressure because of now I feel like um, everyone is watching my performance because why I came into the company, I'm changing their culture, how they used to do things, how they used to communicate. So it's just a whole lot of pressure on me. Yo, clear me. <laughs> Agree, Victoria. Yo, man. Yo, you know, that's, I mean, also, the thing is, Bonio, when you come in and now the meetings must be in English and no longer in Afrikaans, now things must be done differently. At some point, you're making other people also feel um, uncomfortable. And I wonder how that impacts on their relationship with, with you. Because now they've got to change who they are or how they do things. Because there's this new black guy who just started in the company. Uh, Whew, so uh, how do you manage that? Because you also don't want to go and go learn Afrikaans or go learn Sipedi because meeting used to be <laughs> you know, held in particular languages. English is the medium of instruction. So that that's got mm. to be respected but you also want mm. to yeah you you want a good working relationship with people that are not just going to blame you for coming and turning things upside down how do you navigate that sure and this is where you would see the real role of a line manager right because that responsibility does not necessarily sit with you as a new employee but it sits with your line manager in actually helping you to settle and assimilate into the new work environment and i would suspect and i uh, uh, you know i speak under correction you would find that that gentleman was also hired because maybe it's part of their you know new company you know culture having to diversify you know the workplace because they have actually had only these people that are speaking africans probably only people of a certain race and how things are done and you find that what companies would actually do to say if this is the route that we are we are taking in terms of having to change our culture in having to attract you know talent you know from diverse backgrounds we actually they need to change certain things and one of those things would actually talk around having to bring on board you know diverse uh, workforce like from you know uh, from your indian colored or you know gender disability and all of those things so the question would be you know how were people you know uh you know climatized to the new way of doing things if that is the case in that organization is there change management you know that's taking place you know do they know why now we're starting to have people that are speaking you know different languages are the policies even 
supporting the new talent that you're bringing in in terms of language, you know, in terms of doing things or, you know, in, introducing new, new systems, right? So this actually sits at a, at, you know, at a leadership level. This is with the line manager making sure that the person is actually then well received and made comfortable. And if the team was actually made aware to say we're having new people, things are going to be starting to, you know, to be differently. And this is what we need to do to support the information. So I think this is going to be a long journey for, you know, for the gentleman. But I think it's also important for him to actually share if he is uncomfortable or has challenges to share that with the, you know, with the line manager and request for, you know, the necessary support. And the line manager must always make sure that the person is enabled, you know, to succeed in terms of what they were brought into. Because, you know, language is just one dynamic that I'm sure we, we are comfortable to work, you know, to work around it because most organizations, they do have English as a medium of, communi- of communication or as business or as business language. So I think it's bigger than just him and what's happening in the in, in the team. It's about the journey that the organization is at. And that's why you would actually see these things that he's experiencing right now. So, and I know this probably is a separate conversation, uh, Boniwe, that we need to bring you back for, but managers who are starting a new job as a manager, you know, sometimes what I pick up is that, you know, they're, you know, you've got, yes, the managers who are more rational, who come in, they want to absorb, they want to learn, they want to talk to their new staff, um, and then they can make decisions, right? Whether it's, you know, changing how things are working, uh, maybe you're looking at deadlines, um, and, and if you want to change that or you changing people in their positions. And then you've got those managers who start today and tomorrow they think they know this organization better than anyone else. And they're already mm. changing positions. They're already saying you are going to do this. And they have not taken time to really absorb mm. and learn not only the company culture, but the dynamics and how things work in that particular division. Mm. How do you, as a manager, what's the best way to behave um, when you have just started a new job and here are mm. these new people that are your subordinates? Sure. So there's two ways that I actually want to answer your question. Firstly, you find that if a person really comes with that um, probably confidence and say, this is my day one and this is, one I, this is what I really want to change around, you find that it's purely because there's a mandate that the person was given before joining the organization as part of the recruitment process, right? the leadership of the organization or EXCO has actually indicated to him to say the reason that we're bringing you in is for you to implement, um, you know, such changes and they would have shared information with that land manager before the land manager joined. So he's just not doing it from a, you know, from a, from a blind spot or, you know, you know, from just me being me. You would find that there is a mandate given there has been information that has been shared, you know, over time and there are expectations that uh, he needs to meet based on the people that uh, appointed him. Uh, secondly, the, the second way that I want to really answer this is really around even if that is the case, allow yourself an opportunity to learn and understand the environment and the people so that you can actually make informed decisions based on what your mandate is because you also need to you know to be able to understand the environment in your own way engage with people and make your own you know uh, you know perceptions or gather your own information based on what you know so I think it's a balancing act in terms of what have I been for how do I actually get to myself and understand the environment in my own perspective? I think the mistake that sometimes we we just based on have been told by seniors haven't had to engage with 
stakeholders with different teams and having to understand holistically because you can understand from reading an exco report or whatever that has been given Mm. but the understanding will be different as soon as you actually get into the environment and try to understand the environment yourself so it's important to actually try to balance uh, those two and give yourself enough time and say you know what I understand this is why you brought me here. However, I need time to be able to make my own assumptions as well so that I'm in a better position to execute on what you have asked me. Yeah, and and what about bosses and how they deal with uh, new employees? So if a new employee makes a mistake, maybe they don't meet deadline, um, what's your advice to employers or or managers? Because, you know, someone is new, obviously they're still trying to find their feet. One, you don't want to encourage the culture of, non-accountability mm. so you still want to be firm in that you know this mm. this you know the bottom line matters here you still need to perform and deliver but at the same time sure. you don't want to come across as if you're not giving someone the grace to also just mess up a little bit in the beginning you know this is them still trying to figure things out so how do you balance the two Mm. So I think for me, it's actually uh, important, you know, for for line managers in terms of how they actually get to bring in people and what they do. So this depends on how structured the onboarding of that particular employee is. And this will really include, you know, providing training, granting access to various systems, sharing on performance expectations and providing, you know, uh, regular support to the individual. Because if those things are not in place, the person will do what they think is correct but it might not. So if you don't, uh, you know, uh, put all all those things in place, training up to setting up expectations, a person can make mistakes and it will be difficult for you to hold them accountable to those mistakes if you have not even shared what the expectations are and if you have not given them the tools of trade to execute, uh, you know, to execute their job. And this actually even talks to uh, when an employee is hired and put on a probation period for three months, right? So that period, what it typically means, it says, yes, you're in probation for you to, you know, to prove that we have hired you with the right experience, but you have an accountability to provide training systems, you know, KPIs that needs to be, you know, clearly articulated, shared upfront and provides the, the support. So the, the duration in which you give to say, I can allow mistakes for this particular time, it, it, it talks to what have you put in place to make that person succeed? That's yeah, where it starts. Indeed. I'm giving you this to succeed. And if you don't give me anything to succeed, you can't be holding me accountable to that success or saying, you know what, I've given you enough time, but what was that time that you had given me to succeed if it was not communicated and well-managed? Boniwe, thank you so much, as always, for making time for us. Boniwe Danster is an HR specialist. I appreciate your time this morning. It's 1130.